Hello and welcome back to Chess and Her Guests. My name is Francesca Victory and today I'm talking to the lovely Katerina and we are going to be talking about sex and sexual wellness. So I wanted to talk about this because I feel like as women it's a bit still a bit of a taboo like a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about sex and sexual wellness and like what actually is sexual wellness I was with my friends uh, on Friday and I was talking about them and they was like but what actually is it like we was trying to think what it is and I think as you get older you get more comfortable with talking about sex and like what you want and etc so I just thought it would be a great topic to talk about so Katerina do you want to tell us like I always start with asking my guests to say a bit about themselves so do you want to start off by saying a bit about you hi I'm Katerina so I am a creative on Instagram and I talk about body confidence self-love being a curvy woman and talking about like sexual wellness and dating and style and stuff like that and you're also you're a designer graphic designer yeah yeah so I do illustrations and things like that female empowerment and kind of erotic type art is like what I go to kind of thing so yeah it's really that. really cool our page is really cool and obviously we'll shout out your account <laughs> at the end like, oh, but yeah anyway so I want to start off with like what what is what do you think sexual wellness means like what would be your definition um sexual wellness is like everything like it's making sure like your private parts are put like wellness like as in like your body your health everything is working on that but then also self-care like making sure that you take time to like masturbate and things like that that you don't normally do if you have a partner yeah I feel like that's not something that most women do especially but also just like I think sexual wellness gives it a more pleasing term for people to feel more comfortable to talk about it if it was more masturbation I feel like people get quite uncomfortable with that term sometimes because obviously we've still got that to be yeah so sexual wellness a little bit like makes it easier for people <laughs> yeah. to kind of like it's okay about. to say yeah yeah, yeah 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 so basically last night I, I I didn't really know what it was I was telling her she was like you should have asked me <laughs> <laughs> so I I looked it up and I yeah. um and on this website it came under like five different things so I thought we could like go through yeah. sort of each one okay so the first one was recognising and respecting the right we all share. So, like, boundaries and consent. Yeah. So, do you think that we as women, like, most women know their boundaries and know what they want and stuff like that? Or do you think people are still, like, shy and stay away from it? I think we are not taught as women to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Even as simply, like, when you've got a partner, you don't you don't tell him what you want. Yeah. You kind of you kind of just if he's actually like sometimes it's painful sometimes it's not nice you don't actually tell them like actually I'm not enjoying that kind of thing because you feel like they need to be pleased more than you do yeah um and that's like something that I feel like maybe people don't really know their boundaries as much because if they did then they would say like this isn't Mm. I'm not enjoying this let's try something else or something like that but I feel like a lot of women especially are just not made to feel comfortable enough to talk about it. Mm. Um, but then some women are. So yeah, because obviously you have like the right to say, like, stop or you don't want to yeah, carry yeah, on yeah. at any time. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like people don't always use that. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to offend someone else. Yeah, and be- yeah. Like you said, because people are not so open about yeah. talking about it, then they don't like, Yeah. they just go with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I feel like, I feel like, women are taught like throughout history like years and years and years that the man is there 
to have the most pleasure Mm. so that's instilled in us a little bit and we're getting out of it Mm. but it's still there like we feel like we need to please that man and if he doesn't enjoy it then we've done something wrong rather than it's a mutual it's it's a mutual experience both need to enjoy it as just as much as each other and we should be vocal about it you're like you're right it's like it is like it's a subconscious subconscious yeah, thing yeah. like to think like oh it's for the men yeah yeah like don't worry about yourself like, yeah it's for them yeah yeah and it's hard to get out of that because it's like like you said it's like if you go through history like that's yeah what it is yeah yeah it's mad it's I've, i'm not sure on the dates but i think it was early 1900s that like they first realized that women need to orgasm <laughs> before no that because I watched this documentary and it was basically they used to call women who um were either single or their partners weren't pleasing them they used to use the term hysterical they're being hysterical but actually they just needed to be pleased and then that was actually when the first dildo was ever made like the first vibrator was ever look made. at your knowledge <laughs> watch documentaries <laughs> guys um <laughs> So then, um, do you think, like, we have enough access to um, information? Like, do you think people are taught enough at school kind of thing? Definitely not. No. No. And, like, even women, like, like sexual, like, like their actual health, yeah. they're not taught about whether things like discharge is normal. Like, yeah. Like, that, that's something that's just not taught to girls when they start their periods and things mm. like that it's just not talked about and that to me is baffling because it's like we're 50% of the population yeah and we we have to go to our mum and sometimes our mum won't know the kind of things that are happening and stuff and it's just it's just a really big hole that needs to kind of yeah like when out. like when do you know when to go to the doctors and not because I feel like I wouldn't no you wouldn't you'd be like I remember many times I'd be petrified of things and I wouldn't talk to my mum or I wouldn't go to the doctors because I was like oh my god I don't want to know what this is but actually 90% of the time it's just completely normal Mm. but we just don't know about it yeah it's not spoken about yeah because I know I've like heard stories of girls like so they've had a boyfriend they're with their boyfriend so they haven't gone like they haven't gone to the doctors to check for STIs because they've got a boyfriend so like they think oh I don't need to but then like if someone's cheating on you and not told you which can happen I'm not saying it happens every single person no, no, but I'm not saying all men are bad but it doesn't no it does happen <laughs> it does happen so I like someone had a chlamydia for like a year and didn't even know yeah yeah I know someone who had it for five years and didn't, what, know. didn't know yeah they didn't know because they had no symptoms and then it found out that both of them had it so you know like we and that can have long lasting effects can't it yeah yeah it can um it can diminish I think uh, you being able to easily uh, have a child depends on like your biology yeah. and your body and everything like that but these kind of things are just not I don't know. I just feel like I feel like in even as simple as like men respecting women, that's yeah. not taught as much in schools. Like we're teaching women to kind of dress appropriately to not be raped, rather than teaching the men not to rape. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's I like always with the women. Yeah, it's like women. Yeah, it's like it's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Not not theirs. Yeah. So, what do you think they could do more of in schools like because I think I do think like in primary school it is a bit it's too young yeah so I do think but I, you might disagree like, yeah no, I, I haven't really thought about it to yeah. be honest but I do think that if they just need to have open conversations and mm. like I think they need to have 
I don't, I don't know what it is like now, but when I was at school, there was no safe teacher that I could go to if I was experiencing something. Mm. And I think that's the thing they might, like, would need to work on is just having someone there, even if it's, like, a nurse or something. Mm. Like, sometimes schools have, like, a medical part or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like something just so you feel comfortable enough to talk to them if you've just started your period and mm. you don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Or you had sex for the first time and you're like like all these kind of things I feel like needs to have some sort of support to talk to and sometimes that support is not at home yeah and I want to talk about you know like say if you have you have got an STI like there's such a big taboo around them like you're dirty yeah (laughs) like if you've when it's not really your fault is it no like I would and that's why a lot of people don't want to go to clinics and stuff because I feel like I feel like nurses can be judgy as well. Yeah, 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 t- definite. I look really young. Yeah. So when I went last year to get checked, I'm 30 mm. and they're looking at me like, like they, I feel like they're looking at me like thinking, oh, that poor 18 year old or something. <laughs> so I really struggle with like the judgment thing. But I think, I think it's just, I don't know. I just feel like we just need to kind of speak about it more. And I feel like it is getting better. There are loads of like mm. courses online that can help you. And um, there's one, there's like an online course thing that I have. And it's basically all courses on like sexual health and sexual wellness. Um, and that, even that is revolutionary, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know? But those kind of things I feel like people need mm. to have more access to. I know when I go to the doctor, I feel like I have to justify myself. Yeah, like I feel like I have to... Like, not that it's a problem if I did sleep with loads of people, but I haven't. No, but they... Yeah. But I feel like I have to be like, oh, yeah, I have got a boyfriend. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I have got a boyfriend. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, not sleep- I'm not just sleeping around. But, like, why do I need to say that? I don't. Yeah, for definite. But I just feel like I have to. Yeah, I feel... I definitely feel like women will be judged more than men. A man could go and have a load of one night stands and just go and get a test and he he'll be asked the same questions as we would be but he wouldn't maybe have as much judgment he'd be like okay well here's more condoms for for you whereas a woman would just be like you need to be safe and I get it I get it because it's it's definitely there are more things that go on down there for women Mm -hmm. that we need to be taught and we need to be safe about yeah but then also that should be the same thing for men yeah so I wanted to mention this thing I don't know if it's everywhere I know you can get in Essex Mm. but I've done it before you can get um you can get a test kit delivered to your house oh yeah yeah I don't know if I I think you can but you pay for it yeah so where I live you don't pay for it oh okay so in Essex so if anyone is in Essex (laughs) you can order a test kit and it gets delivered to your house and it comes in like it just it comes in like a grey like package and Mm. it just says um like your name it doesn't say anything on it about it or whatever and you can do like um a swab which tests for uh, quite a few things and you can also do a hiv test you can like prick your finger yeah and like put the i've done it i've done it about three times (laughs) it's really hard to prick your own finger and get enough blood (laughs) like you like you have to be really um like they say have a hot bath because then your blood flow and like oh, to, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, that is an option just in case people don't want to. But then again, you shouldn't be scared to go to a sexual health clinic. But I, I actually feel like the clinics are way better than like the GPs. Yeah. I never feel judgment when I go to clinics because they, that's, that's their job. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when I go to a GP, it's like much harder. Mm. Um, so I always feel like 
they push it a lot at unis like to make sure you go to sexual health they push condoms when i was at uni they gave like free condoms everywhere Mm. um but like obviously now like it's you need to kind of go to those clinics and stuff like that when you get older especially if you're single it's like it's really important because you know mistakes happen it's completely normal you always should be safe but there's there's going to be times where you just forget about it heat of the moment or something breaks or whatever you yeah. know um so yeah yeah because yeah i was gonna say gps are such hard ones because i've got an implant in my arm but they don't even my gp don't even take them out or put them in anymore oh right yeah so you have to go to a sexual health clinic yeah to get them. but then it's harder to get an appointment well where are they? yeah it's harder to get an appointment at a sexual health clinic than it is mm. at the doctor's yeah and especially now in covid i was looking up last night because i was thinking about getting my implant taken out because i think it's making me like a crazy person like i keep crying every day so i was thinking like get it taken out maybe i'll stop crying all the time and um i looked it up online and they was like oh due to covid it's unlikely you're going to be able to get a new one put in or one taken out. And I was mm. like, yeah. But that might not be, I might be able to. I haven't yeah, looked yeah. into it, but I'm just trying to let it like settle in a little bit. Yeah. But who knows whether it, <laughs> whether it will or not. Um, so now we're going, oh, we're talking about seeking care when you need to. We've already done that one. We've covered that. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to go on to practicing safe sex. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like you always practice safe... What is safe sex? Like, it couldn't it be to different people, different things? Safe sex is just, like, making sure that you are protected, especially if you haven't had sex with them before. You know, like, they could lie to you. You could be lying to them, just saying, oh, no, I don't have anything, I'm absolutely fine. I feel like everyone does that. Yeah, yeah. Definite. So when I when I first met a partner, I was like, well, before I sleep with you, you've got to go get a test. And yeah. then I was like, and then I just gave in, and I was like, fine, because I feel like no one wants to go and get a test. Yeah, I know, definite. No one, no one wants to. Especially do that. men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like I'm a man hater or something. <laughs> yeah, men don't want to go get a test. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> You're not though. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> literally so um so yeah and when it when you talk about practicing safe sex could it come under like again what you feel comfortable with i yeah i guess so i guess like prime primary it's like a protection yeah and then it could be like things that you feel comfortable with that you feel safe with and whatever um i'm a really like sexually open person so like for me there's not as long as like you feel comfortable with that person and stuff for me there's kind of communication is in that part yeah but other people don't feel comfortable with other things and stuff and it's you have to figure out what you want and what your sexual partner wants and see whether that's compatible or like see whether you're comfortable with what they want to do and everything never do something that you feel like you actually don't want to do but you feel like they want to do it yeah that's 100 right So we were just talking about um, communicating with your partner about like what you want sexually. So for people that find it difficult, do you have any ways that you've, ways to help them? I feel like what I've learned, so I was in an eight year relationship in my twenties and I wasn't vocal with him and he wasn't really vocal with me. It wasn't very like a heightened sexual relationship and I'm very sexual. So I found that quite difficult. Mm. Um, But the thing that, I've realized is just to be like that was really 
good what you just did but could we maybe try this this way and see if we both get pleasure Mm. from it that way to not attack them and say you're doing something wrong or this isn't working for me but just give them say like if you really loved them simply like kissing your neck you'd be like I really love that could you do this with your hand while you're doing that Mm. and stuff just give them a compliment but then Give yeah, them, give them yeah I've like been abruptly like, I don't like that. And then it's, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, like people take offense. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, because when you're with someone, you obviously want to please them. Mm. So if they don't like something, I feel like you can be a bit like disheartened. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same way, of, like vice versa as well. Like if they, if you're doing something to them and they don't like it, you're like, oh, okay. And then you like carry on and stuff, but you feel a little bit like you've got to prove yourself now. Like it's. Yeah. So, so I, how do you think you get away from the, that sort of feeling? I just think literally communication. It doesn't have to be like a kind of intense conversation where actually you don't feel sexual anymore, but it can be like, them making dinner and you just go up and say like next time we have sex I really would love you to do this to me and that would just like turn them on at that moment in time and maybe it'll lead something but then they kind of know but I think just giving them a something that they're actually good at and then give them something that you would really love for them to do and maybe they don't and then that way it will make them not feel Mm. so bad but also it will help you as well yeah please you so it's like the way of speaking to someone rather than just like yeah either not saying nothing or saying it like yeah I've learned that because I'm like really feisty and I've like (laughs) I've learned like I will just say I'm really not enjoying that and then I realize that they get defensive and I'm like okay well I need to figure out and I don't I like you you get defensive that's your problem but also it's the way you speak to them yeah so you have to kind of work out a communication kind of relationship to yeah. be able to say like to them. I feel like I get defensive when I don't need to. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got to like realise that it's not, you're not the problem. Yeah. It's just like people, everyone, like like everyone's different. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. So every new partner that you have yeah, is going to like different sexual things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're not going to be the same as the last person. Yeah, no, like literally like orally men and women they all like different things. Like some men like certain things with them. Some women like certain things with them. So it's just, you have to, you have to be openly vocal because otherwise in like my opinion, you're just not going to have great sex from then on. If you don't say what you like and what you don't like Mm -hmm. in like the moment kind of thing. Do you think that sex is like a really important part of a relationship? 100%. And do you think if that's going wrong, then yeah. it's going to lead to other problems? I, for me, if, it's not, it's not like every time, but like if the sex isn't good, mm. I I really, sh- I'm like out. Yeah. I really struggle. Because for me, it's like so important. It's yeah. like that passion has got to be there and that intensity. And if it's not, it's like, you don't, you don't like it every time you try and do it. It's like, there needs to be spontaneity in it. And if there's not for me, it's like, yeah yeah I struggle (laughs) (laughs) and you think like because you was saying that you're quite a sexual person Hmm. obviously some people like people's like sexual levels are different yeah like so someone might like to have sex every day someone else might be like oh like I'm not really like it's not my main priority in a relationship obviously it's part of it but it's not like 
what I want to focus on kind yeah. of thing. So do you think that you need to be with someone that's like on the same sort of wave as you? I think so because I was with someone and I realised it got me really down because it, were times, it was times like I would lead to sex or I would like dress up in something sexy and every time they would say no and they were happy with once every two weeks and for me I just that it got me it got me really down yeah so I really and there are women out there who are happy with that there are men Mm. and I think if you find compatibility that's great if you can like work around it if you are not a sexual as a Mm. sexual person but they are if you feel like you can like go to a happy medium but if someone is not wanting to move mm. from either, it's like really difficult to make that work, I think. And do you think it's hard to accept rejection? Yeah. Like it's very like it's yeah, hard yeah. to accept rejection. But yeah. but do you think you've got to understand that sometimes you might but the other person doesn't? Yeah. But then it's like but but then I suppose everyone wants what they want. <laughs> yeah, I think like compromise is like a lot and I people just don't want to compromise at all mm. in a lot of cases but in a relationship you've got to work at it it's not something that is just suddenly going to become natural you have to do date nights you have to have spontaneity yeah and stuff like that and you have to work at that and if you can't and you can't compromise like if they really want to do something sexually and it might be as simple as like like she wants to be tied up and he's not really into that yeah but he's not even willing to budge yeah it's like well how could you work around it to make each other comfortable but if it's something that they really want to do I do feel like you have to get to a happy medium obviously not talking about something that would hurt you but if it's something that's just like a general like little thing I feel like if you're not willing to compromise on that, then that's quite difficult. Yeah. So what what your because obviously we've spoke a lot about how like with partners you speak like you need to it doesn't always come straight away. You need to communicate, say what you like, they mm. need to say what they like, and try and find a medium. You yeah. know, try and find a happy medium. When it comes to one night stands, do you find them pleasurable or do you think that was the point? I am. Um, I used to do like one night stands, obviously in my early twenties and whatever, um, and. <laughs> Actually, not in my early 20s because I got in a relationship at 20. So, like, in my early te- late, late yeah. teens and whatever. Um, I am so over them. Yeah. I really am. For me, I'm quite happy to go on a date with a guy and it lead to sex. But at least we've had that kind of intensity date thing and it brings a spark. And if it never... Ha- if anything... If nothing ever happens again afterwards, it's absolutely fine. But it's that's more pleasurable for me than just, like seeing a guy across the dance floor and grabbing him and taking him home because nine times out of ten he won't be great <laughs> yeah like I've, I've never had a one night stand i'm such a <laughs> i literally have never had a one night stand no. where i've gone oh my god that was oh, really? amazing yeah i've never had one and i've always thought like what is the point because i feel like you don't know what the other person likes i just think i'd find it really awkward i think it's it's like exciting a little bit yeah. but also there's not much that you could do to a man on a one night stand for it to be absolutely dreadful. Yeah. But there is a lot you could do for a woman that would make it absolutely dreadful. Yeah. You know, like it's basically just a man looking for someone to have fun with, but they will end, they will orgasm, whatever they will end it. Whereas like 90% of the time, whereas women would hardly ever get there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just think I think I'd be so stressed about like, does he have a disease? Is it <laughs> like I'd be so that's stressed. Why like, you... Is this gonna work? Is this not? I just yeah. But that's why you've got to make sure on one one night stands, always protect yourself. Always. Yeah, like, never never do it without because that's how like so many things happen like yeah. STDs and everything so so I was just saying about a bit awkwardness like yeah. as in awkward I find one night stands would be awkward even though I've never had one so I suppose I haven't really got, I can't really have an opinion on it because I haven't <laughs> done it um but like we, we was going to talk about um your first time having sex and how awkward mm-hmm. it is because obviously everyone experiences a first time yeah and I think it's important that people know that like younger women know say like in the early like whatever teens that it's not going to be like this Ooh, yeah that straight away yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean yeah because there's so much pressure yeah I feel like when you're at school and stuff like there's pressure to have sex yeah and if you haven't had sex if you've had sex with loads of people you're a slag mm. as a woman yeah yeah if you haven't had sex with anyone oh my god you're so frigid like it's yeah. like there's so much pressure yeah yeah to yeah definitely I feel like my my experience was pretty much a one night stand. That was my first time. Um, and it ended up being a year and a half of like me thinking I was in love, but really not in love at all. And it was like really awful, like really awful sex. And it continued to be awful sex. But for me, it was like the first person. So I felt like it needed to be something. It needs to mean something because that's what we've been taught you know like that your first time should be special and if you want that that's fine but if you want your first time to just be done so you don't have to like like have pressure on it and everything that's also fine um and for me it was like me trying to make something out of someone that just was not my person at all so that was like a year of kind of constant heartbreak (laughs) So I was like waiting like, what, for this why person. This not, like, why am I not feeling yeah, this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my first time, I had a boyfriend when I was like 15 or 16 for 10 months. And I didn't have, no, I was with him for a year and a half. But I didn't have sex with him for 10 months. Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so then the first time I had sex with him, because it was so prolonged. Yeah. It was like the most awkward yeah. thing of my life. Like, it was just so awkward. <laughs> and like I said, I stayed with him for, like, another, whatever, eight months or whatever, because you think, oh, well, you've had sex with someone, like, you've got to stay with them. And obviously, when you're young, you think you're in love mm. because it's your third, your yeah. first thing. But I don't, I, I don't know if I was. Yeah. I think, like, sex is always seen, especially for women, on films, that it's, like, intense. You're looking deep into each other's eyes. There's, like, music in the background. And it's, like, this real, like, crazy experience. But actually, nine times out of ten, it's, like, really hella awkward for a woman. And part of it is because we've watched it on the screen and we think that's what it should be like. And then we're, like, oh, it's actually not like that at all. But then also it's awkward because he's, like, probably, like, I just don't want to hurt you, like, what's happening yeah. kind of thing. And it's just first times are not ever gonna be what you see on the screen ever yeah like it's extremely awkward and it can be it can obviously be painful yeah yeah for some women yeah yeah, definitely yeah because like but that's not something to be but again like that i feel like that's not spoken about enough like because that's not something to be worried about no like literally i i just feel like it all isn't spoken about that's why so many women are so afraid of it or so worried or like for whatever reason they just feel like it's got to be this heightened moment. Yeah. And it's nine times out of ten not. 
and it can take time to get to that heightened moment yeah and that's okay yeah absolutely you know you're like our, our bodies are so complex that it's just like it can't just be in and out mm. and suddenly you're there and for some women it is but that's like I think I read somewhere once that it was a really small percentage of women that had uh, like orgasms only from penetration mm. the rest are all encompassing yeah or just clitoral but like all encompassing and I feel like that just isn't something that a lot of women know they probably know it more now because it's more spoken about but when I was going when I was young I was like there is something wrong with me <laughs> yeah but I just, yeah I'm like I'm still a bit like that <laughs> I'm like what is wrong with me because you know, like you say like if you speak to some people and some people have different sex drives and whatever and they're like oh yeah and this and I'm just like what like mm. so and I don't think people women are told that there's not something wrong with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. it's not spoken about. Like, you're not going to orgasm every time. You're yeah. not necessarily going to orgasm just from having penetration, like yeah, you were yeah. saying. And I don't know why it's not said to people more. Yeah. And like, and even with your, like, it can be a thing that you feel awkward to talk about with your friends because you don't want to be the odd one out that's like, oh, well. Yeah. That's not how it is. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But I guarantee that if you started speaking about it to your friend, that they would probably say the same, but they're all pretending that they actually can orgasm really quickly as yeah. a woman. But actually, we probably all can't. We probably all have, like, different intensities. But then also it comes to, like... Like, I think for most women, for, for myself included, is, like, the 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 intensity before the actual moment mm. everything like you kissing them everything yeah. it's involved in that whole process the more you do that the more like you kiss their neck and stuff like that the more it will be pleasurable for them but yeah men kind of don't necessarily know that all the time or they're not thinking about that mm. in that moment and also i think that men get worried yeah yeah they think I feel like there's a lot of pressure because on Because they don't, because it's not spoken about to them that, like, no, not every girl you're going to go out with. Some girls you might... Yeah. Some girls you go out with might orgasm straight away. Some might, might not. And I feel like they also have a lot of pressure on them and feel a lot of pressure yeah. that they have to be... Like, they have to deliver and it yeah, has yeah. to be this thing. Whereas, like you said, if you take away... You said it earlier, I think. If you take away so much... Putting so much pressure on yourself, yeah. it's probably going to be more enjoyable for yeah, yeah. both parties. Yeah, definitely. We are... I think it, the main thing is just being able to speak about it, being able to kind of vocalise what you enjoy and what they enjoy. And I feel like from my experience, men are more men do that more than anything else. Do what more, sorry? So like they speak about it more to you about what they want. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Whereas we need to be more vocal, ladies. We need to be more vocal. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about when you became more comfortable about talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said before like I am a sexually open person but I was in not a great relationship before so it's only been the last three years where I've actually been really comfortable talking to someone and telling them what I want mm-hmm. before that it was yeah so probably 27 28 is when I became more do you vocal. become like do you become straight uh, comfortable straight away or do you think like it takes time to become comfortable um I think you got to read the room yeah I there are guys who are like really vocal and like tell you what they want etc and vice versa but then there are guys who are a little bit shy 
but I still tell them what I want. So <laughs> I feel like I get really worked up and really stressed if I want to say something about sex. And I don't know why. I feel like I go like, I want to say something. I'm like, oh, God, just you can say it. You can say it. What? Like, I don't know why. I don't know. I think it's, I think it comes with like confidence, but confidence, not just in yourself, but also in the bedroom and like being confident enough to know that like what you, you bring to the table is good enough so therefore you can tell them what you want and then it's kind of like a mutual thing but if you're not confident in yourself and or with them and or in the bedroom it's going to be harder because you feel like Mm. you're you kind of feel like you're playing a character if you're (laughs) not comfortable you feel like you've got to say all this stuff kind of thing so yeah, I don't know. If it's and also it could be um, like maturity. Because I'm not saying I'm immature, but like obviously you can be mature in certain ways, but not in other ways. Yeah. Like you said, as you got to about 27, 28, then you felt more like yeah. comfortable. So maybe it is like a maturity thing. Yeah. When I, I would say 29 to mm. 30 was when I just literally changed. Mm. I was just like so confident, felt so good about myself. Like in the bedroom, I had no like worries about my body at all I was like felt really confident so that was a game changer yeah oh yeah it's interesting you say about like feeling confident in your body yeah because if you feel like your body there's something wrong with your body yeah you're not gonna be confident yeah about talking about sex yeah because you're like heart shying away yeah 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 like there were times where I was like t-shirt on when I was on top of my ex and stuff like that, I would never, like, literally... And it was the way he made me feel, I realised. But now I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to business. <laughs> and so I want to talk about masturbation because they mm-hmm. say that that's, like, a big way to improve your sexual wellness and that's what we're talking about, yeah. sexual wellness. So um, so what are your thoughts? like? It's great. <laughs> no, I, I think, like... It's really important when you're single, obviously, but also when you're in a relationship, you need to know, you need to understand your body because if you don't understand your body, how are you going to tell someone else what you like? You need to know what you like. Yeah. And that means you need to play and it either be with devices or be with your hands, whatever, but you have to kind of get to know what you like. Yeah. And then that will make you more confident to tell that person. Mm. And it might be that you have to read an article or uh, like watch something to kind of understand what you might like and what you don't like because you might have never had access to to that Mm. and there are loads of like articles I know Cosmopolitan online do quite a lot of Mm. them um so like all those kind of things I think is are really important to kind of know your body do you think a lot of women still feel embarrassed yeah probably I think yeah for definite I think that you know at the end of the day there was like a whole industry made and it was primarily made for men yeah and then women started watching it you know and there are women who watch porn and stuff like that I watch porn and I think that is something that's not necessarily spoken about as much because it's still seen as like a male dominated industry but those things will help you to understand your body a bit more and everything. But do you think porn gives you like the wrong idea of what it's actually going to be like? Or do you think it actually helps you to improve your sex life kind of thing? Um, I think it depends what you watch. Okay. Uh, like a lot of what I watch and I know a lot of like what my friends watch is like amateur kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more real and everything. And I think also watching women nowadays, you can have 
you actually can have access of to women who look like you mm-hmm. a little bit have the same body as you um so then that makes you feel more kind of welcome in that area um but also it's about it's about the stimulation because like we we could use our mind we could read a book we could watch something but for women it's all about their mind first it's all about getting to them to the point where they're actually turned on you will enjoy that experience way more than just like getting your device and just going for it you need to have that build up yeah like even if it's you fantasizing about someone yeah you have that before you actually whereas get men to... are normally like up for it quite yeah i think some men like need that kind of few minutes to kind of watch whatever to kind of get themselves into it but they don't need they don't need to necessarily do it in order to be able to orgasm in the end yeah so do you think you should be masturbating in a relationship as well yeah and i think it's actually really exciting to do it together Mm -hmm. i think that like there can be little games you could play and stuff like that it brings like more yeah spontaneity to it and say like because you know earlier we were talking about if people have different sex drive levels Mm. do you think then they could use masturbation if they're not on the same level oh yeah 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 yeah. do you know what i mean yeah definitely I think that's actually a really good idea. I think speaking about like what you both want is also fun. Yeah. It could like, f- like for probably a lot of people, it would turn them on to yeah. the point where they want to do something. But even if it's just, just like talking to each other and saying what you both like, you're sitting on the sofa or whatever, that is also a form of like pleasure. Mm. Even though you're not doing anything, it's exciting. So I feel like if I'm with someone and they watch porn, it's a bit like, well, why are you watching that? Or do you think that's like a immature way to look at it? I I feel like it's a way we've kind of been taught, but I also feel like you should like get in there with them. Yeah. Like if they're watching porn, it would be like, oh, can I watch it with you? Yeah, because I feel like why are you watching someone else? Like you've yeah, got yeah. why do you need? <laughs> no, no, I get, I <laughs> do you know get what I mean? that. I'm just being yeah. honest. Like I feel like, well, why do you need to watch someone else if you're with me? Yeah, but then it's not. It's like a separation, you know. Like, there's, I'm sure there's been many times where women have thought about someone else in their head, not someone they know, but a celebrity maybe. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of same kind of thing with the porn. As long as there's like a distinction that they're not watching porn more than they're having sex with you, mm. that's obviously different. But as a part of like it all, and it's also sometimes for women as well, it's like a frustration thing. If they're frustrated, it eases them. Mm. And I think men just are more openly into that. Whereas women have been taught that like it's just the sex part. But actually, if you're frustrated and you feel a bit like meh, the greatest way is to just yeah do some of self-care masturbation. But I feel like, again, it comes back to films and stuff. Like You see men masturbating in films mm. a lot more than you would just see the average woman. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Unless they're portrayed as like this sexy like porn star sort of character yeah. then. Yeah. But if they're just like a normal... You don't see like normal women on tv yeah films and stuff just masturbating yeah yeah yeah. i think it's i think things like only fans has really opened the door for that Mm -hmm. and it's taken kind of women's power back i guess um but then also you know there is there are still uh, porn sites that kind of give you that kind of stimulation and stuff like that um but i do think that it's if you're living with your partner and they're watching it 
first of all, there needs to kind of be a conversation of why they're watching it if you're like sitting in the other room or something. Mm. But then also if it's something that they just feel like they wanted to watch at that moment in time, just join them. Yeah, see, I find that really strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're strange. No, but, no, no. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying you're strange, but maybe I'm just... I'd, like, I don't know if it's who I've been around or yeah, what. Yeah. Like, because I'd feel comfortable talking to my friends about sex with my partner. Yeah. But I wouldn't feel comfortable talking to my friends about masturbation. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is actually really interesting. It yeah, depends who it was. Yeah, because I think I would be the same. Not now, but I think I would have been the same. Yeah. that actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned buying a sex toy or something to a friend yeah like in my 20s I never did that yeah like me (laughs) this is really funny sorry me and my friends in Swindon I used to live in Swindon with three girls Mm -hmm. and you know you say like people don't often look at their vaginas yeah well unless you're open unless you're really open yeah 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 yeah. and then people think there's something wrong with them if they haven't seen other vaginas yeah so me and my friends one day we all compared vaginas right and everyone's (laughs) My, I told my sister, my sister was like, you're so strange. I was like, I'm not. And everyone's is so different. Yeah. And it makes you realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like. Yeah. You're not weird. No, 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 definitely. I think, I think even sometimes porn does that, especially when you watch like, even if it's like, a, like semi-amateur yeah. or amateur, you'll see different, like literally different vaginas. Yeah. Um, And I think that is really good Mm. also it's becoming like a bit more popular to see like more hair yeah and stuff and not like like sometimes there's different variations and you can type up if you wanted like a full-on bush yeah but there are it's just like not like clean shaven completely yeah because then that's also a pressure that especially young women feel that they need to be yeah because i'm all about like not shaving (laughs) but i've only got like that as i've got older because when i was younger i remember when i was about 14 or something maybe 13 or something Mm. like a boy at school said to me what do you not shave yeah do do you know what i mean and then i was like oh should i be then well i should be then and then ever since then i always did and like even like you said like you um, other women mm. so even other women are like what you don't shave yeah 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 that's disgusting like why do you do that yeah 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 but like I think you should shave if you want to shave if you don't want to shave yeah it's all it's all personal it's what you want and you don't have to stick to one or the other yeah yeah you can yeah 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 go in between yeah I think like all those kind of things are like what you make sure you don't sh- just don't do it for someone else. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. If you want like a landing strip, if you want a full bush, if you want completely clean shaven, yeah. it's for you. It's not for anyone else. Yeah. And, and it's like, but, and I think like, you know, like people are like, oh, well, you're a feminist. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am a feminist, but it's not, I'm not hairy because I want to be like, everyone has to be hairy. I, yeah, yeah. I have hair because I feel like that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really good though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like what, like, you kind of want i wax i'm like literally i'm greek so i'm if i didn't i would literally be a hella hella hairy <laughs> so i just but that's like what i want to do for myself it's yeah, not for not anyone because else anyone else yeah yeah you to, no no literally do you think there's still a, ex, like ex, men expect a lot of men expect definitely things. in younger men i don't think in older men at all yeah but in younger men it depends if they've like what their experiences have been but younger men i've always felt like for me have been like expecting something from what how a woman looks like but 90% of the time I would say like from my experiences like if you had like scars on your bum or stretch marks whatever they just they really just don't give a shit Mm. they really don't 
like if they do then they're probably part of like the 10 percent, and that yeah you need to i feel like hair is still a really big thing for men maybe because i'm younger yeah i think my experience has been different because like i would say like i date men who are like like one year younger than me or like older than me i would date like yeah. someone who's like five and or six years younger than me and also come from Essex so it's very like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's very like Essex, girls right. are like pristine yeah, like yeah. all like pretty glam like yeah do you know what I mean so maybe that's what it is yeah maybe so I want to ask you mm-hmm. um like what would be your tips to people like your top tips mm-hmm. like if you can narrow it down okay like what would be like your top tips to people to like improve their sexual wellness um if you're with a partner even if you're not, but if you've got a sexual partner, talk about what you want. Um, I think number one would be make sure you know what you like. Um, study yourself. Yeah. Um, make sure that you are looking after yourself mm-hmm. because that's also very important. Um, and I think like the key, the key in all of this is like to make sure that you're vocal about it, even to your friends, because that is what will stop these kind of taboos and people like women not feeling comfortable enough in sex and not being one not wanting to speak about it because they feel like they shouldn't be speaking about it you know and I think those are things that we should kind of open the door more to so just look after yourself communicate with your partner communicate with your friends because nine times out of ten if you speak to your friend about it they'll probably say oh my god yeah that's me too yeah but we just don't yeah that's so true yeah so I just want to end the podcast and I want to say thank you so much to Katerina for coming on. Thank you on. for having me. And I want to say, I just want to end it saying like, obviously when I was reading about it last night with sexual wellness, it's like always a work in progress and obviously everyone's going to be so different and you've got to find things that work for you. Yeah. Like what might work for Katerina might not work for me. Yeah. But the whole point is, is you've got to explore. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what people get scared of. Well, some yeah, people yeah. do, some people don't. Some people get scared of exploring. So yeah. if you explore... Find out what works for you. Great. Yeah, great. definitely. Exciting. <laughs> so, do you, so do you want to shout out your socials? Um, okay, so my social is at Katerina Olwen, O-L-W-E-N. And she always does like, just, just funny though, she always does like great like little um, stories where you can like put in your, like, I love it when you do that. I, like, I always do polls. So I do uh, like dating polls and like question stickers. The stories are very hilarious. And the funny sex stories. Yeah. Like when people, obviously it's anonymous, but people put in like experiences that they've had. Yeah, so, they're all really Yeah, funny. her stories are really good to watch. And obviously she posts the amazing photos too. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, Obviously my Instagram is chess. So C-H-E-S-S underscore victory. And um, make sure you follow Shoreditch Radio as well at Shoreditch Radio. So thank you again. Thank you so much.